0: Welcome to the Next Door Neighbors podcast, a podcast where we talk about all things neighborly. Here are your hosts, Alex and Irina Mazukin.
1: Which part of town are you in? Um, like, we're almost Next Door Neighbors because really? we're over Victory and Eagle.
2: I love it because our podcast is Next Door Neighbors. Oh, I know. <laughs> Good <laughs> plug. Good <laughs> plug, Monty. <laughs> it's like you knew.
1: It's like
0: you knew. Right. How long have you been in Treasure Valley? Uh, about 16 years. 16? Yep. Oh. So monty owns uh, he's a franchise owner yep. right mm-hmm. of woodcraft, woodcraft yeah i yeah. know that which is a specialty fine am i correct fine woodworking a specialty shop
1: yeah yeah i mean it's not even necessarily fine woodworking but i mean it's just like woodworking
0: woodworking you know i've
2: been in there i bought yeah. Stain. By myself, by about yourself. Stain, gel <laughs> stain.
0: Good gel stain's is popular. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that we always argue about—we don't argue about design too much, but we argue always about stain, stain because is a I big think gals, ever since I even started building, they have this, I guess, perception of what the project will look like based off of like things they'll see at World Market or yeah. West Elm yeah. whatnot.
2: It's like this specific color of wood that looks like it's stained, but he said they paint it.
0: I imagine they paint it. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but like right. I have yet to recreate. A stain that she likes and I've I'll show I've, him
2: a picture always I'm like can you do this and he's like I'm gonna try, but it's not gonna look like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like a
1: total art and a science, yeah. and you're like, okay, I need a stain to match this aesthetic, and you're like, yeah. I don't even know what that word
0: means. What is? Yeah. The <laughs> yeah, but what's what funny that? is that you can go buy a piece of furniture. That's you know, furniture is it's too big of a word. I mean, it's too prestigious of a word because yeah. it's particle wood. You yeah, know, yeah, it's yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but it has this like perfect whitewashing gray with a hint of brown, and like a little bit of colonial, a <laughs> little bit of gray. I, yep, I really know yep. what they're doing. And it's like that has to be a paint, correct?
1: Uh, well, it's probably like a little like a glaze, like they do in a undercoat and then they do like the white over the top
0: or something and then yeah you know and then How wipe you, it back so so you're saying you would probably use like an hvlp sprayer with um like a base coat which yeah. would be like gray yeah and then you would let that dry yep and then come back again after it's all dry with a like a, a a tannish kind of color yeah
1: or you'd wipe the tan on you know what i mean so you'd wipe it on and then just let whatever
0: gets into the wood pores hmm. just kind of stay there. Interesting. Have you and ever done you, that? I've never done that. And then you put like clear over the top and it's all good. The only thing I've done that's remotely close is uh, when the when she's not happy with the project, I would lightly sand it to like maybe two twenty and then give it another wipe of something else. Yeah. Just to mix it in. Amber. Yeah. It's always the the project is always amber in okay. her perspective. You know okay. what I mean? Okay. For and,
2: some reason all the wood you choose pulls really orange and I don't like that like yeah, orangey yeah, look. Yeah,
1: that's the orange side of amber. Right? Yeah. I mean, you mm-hmm. want the reds and the yellows, but yes. not too much red, not too just much yellow. Just a little bit either. of a
2: gray <clears throat> in there just to make it like cooler. Oh, well, it's well that's so the hard thing to achieve it. I,
0: I think you're agreeing with him on false, pre, false pretenses because he said yellows <laughs> and reds, and that's but, not the direction but you're going. Said you're very going towards a little cre- bit. Right, but you don't know. Amber, you can go so much in the wrong direction. It's so hard. So here's a prime example. So we have those 10 foot tall sliding barn doors that I built and they were made. And that was a big lesson for me, but I made them out of uh, a redwood. No, sorry, not a redwood. It was Douglas fir. Okay. Which has a little bit of that pinkish. pigment to them. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) she she had maybe two or three stains that were always like approved. So I always knew that. I don't have to get a second, you know, second. uh, But you usually
2: used what? uh, 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 Fruitwood
0: from Minwax.
2: But like on what species of wood did you use Well, maple
0: plywood for cabinets. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done it. I've done weathered oak on an ash. You like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fruitwood on ash as well. Um, So then I started finding out that white oak and ash were two of her favorite wood species that were kind of almost like forgiving, I guess, Mm -hmm. right? Am Mm -hmm. I correct? Yeah, there's
1: not too much other colors to compete with.
0: Correct. Yeah, right. you know I mean, they're kind of tan and, and they're kind yeah. of cream. And know? they have mm-hmm. poruses, uh, well, pores in there that give you a little texture as yep. opposed to pine wood nor maple. Yep. yep. And uh, and so, she she had this color that she already approved so I threw it on and personally, I, I liked it. I was like, this is really nice. She came home and she <laughs> goes, like she goes, and this is caught on camera, she goes, so when are you going to stain it? <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> well, this is, first of all, it's, <laughs> it's done. Did you, did you do <laughs> did one it. coat of stain?
2: I did one coat. Okay. It didn't look stained at all. It's because it's so, um, what's the word? Naughty, maybe, right? Like the wood, Douglas Fir.
1: He's more of an expert. Well, in this sometimes like it won't even penetrate in Douglas Fir sometimes. Because That's it's exactly, so like yeah. shabby, you oh. know. Oh. Yeah, it's got stuff in it. You That's know? exactly what it was. Yeah. I
2: was like, it doesn't look like you stained at all. Yeah, it's like all. you wipe it on and wipe it right off. Yes. Yeah. And so I was like... Huh, see? So it's a glazing of sap <laughs>
1: that's already on it, like a coating? Yeah, you know, it, it's a glazing of sap. And then I don't know what they do in the milling process, but like there's that kind of like shiny part, you know, of the board. I know, exactly. Right? It's like a and p- so it's almost like you have to cut that off in order mm-hmm. for it to like really do anything. Seep and then, in, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Interesting. yeah.
2: Interesting. So maybe that's why I was like, that's that is kind of red too. And so was if you pick a stain, red.
1: Then mm-hmm. it's just going to like, mm-hmm. you know, accentuate that red yes and exactly it's what it. Did. i remember going did. to like a like my hair person and we were talking about the color wheel because she was talking about stain and yeah. and paint and all that and i'm like oh my goodness like you're probably an expert right. at mm-hmm. yeah coloring stuff. Oh, she mm-hmm. could match the and pink so, color. Of her so car. she drew it out on a you know a little piece of paper and she's like okay you get red right over here you've got your blue over here yellow and then you go the opposite way and I'm like oh wow. Anyways it made perfect sense at the time I have fully totally forgotten it but
0: <laughs> it was it logical like was it an so, equation it or is, yeah it feel? no
1: you know it was it was like there's a color wheel and you have like a, your primary colors mm-hmm. on there and uh-huh. then like your secondary colors which are the blending of those primary colors. Mm-hmm. And so like if you want to get opposite of red you would probably go to like green to oh. get the opposite of red because that would be like the yellow oh, and blue it's opposing mixed t- oh, you know it's like the opposing part so if you want to take away a no. certain color and mute it
0: then you'd go a little bit more green I'm not talking like a lot of green but like sure be just to be a to little bit a little more little green bit. yeah that makes so much sense because whenever you'll go to like Lowe's or Home Depot and you get a bucket of paint that's always when you open it, it's like a hyper white mm-hmm. and you're like turn this into a a a ripe olive color for a wall room and they always just put a couple of little splatters Mm -hmm. of not even ripe olive but like it's a black it's a black black. (laughs) and then they'll mix it and you're like oh wow that's
1: like Mm -hmm. magic that just happened right in front of me yep yep and so yeah wood is weird because it's always got the underlying color that you're contending with all the time huh Yeah. do you find maybe we should have Consulted with him, like
2: researched this before. <laughs> yeah. We had so many hiccups along the way. Well, you know, it's like
1: trial and error too, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, right. you've got you know you've, you've got to try it out, and you yeah. go, "No, that was terrible."
0: What's <laughs> your whatever. perspective on gel stains? Um, is it more forgiving, or is it more definitely problematic?
1: definitely more forgiving? Um, it doesn't penetrate as deep in the wood. It's it's a little bit like um i mean it's not like a paint but i mean it's a little bit like a paint because it kind of lays right on top Mm uh and uh and it's got a little bit of a finish in it which is why it lays on top so it's super forgiving it's like putting it's like the consistency of pudding yeah Mm -hmm. and so you know vertical surfaces it's really easy to control and um and you know you can wipe a ton on you You can leave it
2: like runny yeah you don't have the runny
1: drips and Mm -hmm. and all that kind of
0: stuff um now what do you do to battle now my experience with it's very minimal um i'm trying to actually expand into the general finishes more often and probably my first uh, or second scenario using it was on the barn doors when she finally bought it. But um, I found that wiping it on sometimes if you're, if it's a little bit too warm outside, you start getting not blotchiness, but like almost tackiness that. Yeah. So it's like starting to dry.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that finish in it is starting to congeal or, you know, Super or, or just harden a little bit. And um, so that's when it's more like a, a paint, you know, that it is so you stain. speed up the process. That's yeah. all you got to do. Yeah. You know, you know, with all stain, you want to kind of get it wet and keep it wet. Uh, for a long long time and then wipe off whatever you don't want to leave there and then you know wait till if you want it darker you just wait till it's dry and then you do that whole process again and it a little lay down a little bit more pigment every time oh interesting small yeah. a little bit
0: goes a long way oh. what how did you get into were you around fine woodworking as a kid or what was the story there oh
1: my goodness this is a long story but i'll try to make it short um so my here. dad my dad was they're picking up the coffee cups right now they're like okay <laughs> let's sit back story, love stories here. story time you know and i've, I've told the story to almost everybody and they just fall asleep halfway through no it. But no i'm kidding stories. um my dad was a shop teacher and uh, like so a high school shop like teacher? a high school they called it industrial arts at the time mm-hmm. and so it was junior high school and in the summertime, he would like build furniture for the house and so my job was to come in and clean the shop and also sand all of his projects. And so I like, you know, just got familiar with the tools. I did some turning on a lathe. You know, I'd watch him do stuff, but I was always find myself sanding projects. So I hated woodworking. I didn't take it in junior high. I didn't take it in high school. I didn't do any of that stuff. And then it wasn't until I had four boys of my own and I wanted to build them a bookshelf. So I went to Home Depot, bought a table saw, I went to Rockler, bought some other stuff. And uh, was there Rockler in town So we were living in Southern California oh, at the time, time. Okay. And uh, so we, we we went in there and I bought a couple of tools and the moment that I put that uh, You know that piece of plywood for the bookshelf across the table saw and I smelled the sawdust. It was like <laughs> It went back to like Nostalgic. I was nine years old yeah. Yeah. and I was just, it was really familiar you know did you have a
0: really good relationship with your father
1: you know I did and uh, so I would, you know follow him around and uh, and like I say sand all the projects which I absolutely hated but uh, you know it was great it was, it was great, it great memories so it was mm-hmm. awesome yeah. memories you know because I mean e- e- even you know part of woodworking too it like, comes back to you you know mm-hmm. if you've gone away yeah. from it for a long time right and so uh we you know i I had that moment where it was just totally familiar i took it up as a hobby um i had a job at the time i was working at costco wholesale and i was doing i was traveling around a lot and which was kind of a bummer and so i was kind of going oh man it'd be really great to kind of stay at home but that just was not in my like career path so I was thumbing through Fine Woodworking magazine and there was an ad for Woodcraft and it's it's like you know make your hobby your career. And uh, oh. so it was something that was super attractive. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. We checked it out. And what year is this? Uh, this is 2005. 5, okay. Yep, yep. And uh, we, we we saw that they, you know, had some places in Southern California that they wanted to open, but they had one in Boise, Idaho, and it was already here. It was a, it was run by the company and I think that they were just wanting to sell it. It was 2000 Miles away from the corporate office, and so we, we uh, we took a look at it. My my family, uh, my wife's family lives here, and so we were like, you know what, let's try it out. Mm-hmm. So we bought it. And it was now like, you don't
0: have to disclose any numbers, but is does buying into a franchise is a pretty significant chunk of change?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, now they were really motivated to sell it, so I really feel like we got a, a, a good really deal. Good, good deal on him. it. Um, and uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of inventory, not a lot of assets, so uh-huh. uh, it was one of those things that was not easy to do but it wasn't like out of you know out of the realm of possibility Mm -hmm. and uh and so we bought it on valentine's day i went to costco i know right (laughs) honey i bought you you a bunch of tools (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and uh and we went to seattle the next day and gave my notice and they were like what are you thinking and were uh, you in kirkland seattle so we started off in kirkland uh uh, working up there and then we moved to dallas and moved to southern california and And then moved back then came back up you yeah, know? And so we, uh, you know, gave her a notice and it was kind of weird because, you know, I'd always been like at a big company and, you know, if this was not a big company. This was like really small business, you know, and it was great. It was mm. awesome. So anyways, that's how we got into it. So at that point, you know, you know, being the owner of a new store, you know, you, you were meant you were expected to like know everything that was about woodworking and I had just taken it up as a hobby, you know. So oh,
0: it was like ramp wow. up on the How on old were you when you took the sleep of faith?
1: Uh shoot, I was probably 34, 35, something like that. 34, 35.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Have had you already like visited here before? Yeah, so my my in
1: laws were uh were living here and so we'd come up here to go skiing. Yeah. We'd so you kinda were a little to, familiar. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there was no way that you could like live in Boise and go you know, flying all around the country and all that, you know, at the time. I mean, it was like, you know, it was totally different now, right? Probably, probably great now, you know, just we don't care where you live, just as long as
0: you're going to work. But, you
1: know, there was this deal, you had to be in the office every day. And
0: -hmm. And that's changing even more and more now, especially after this whole pandemic thing. Like, I can't tell you how many, like, conference calls I'll get on during the week and, like, you'll see somebody's back in their living room. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, you don't go in the office at all. Like, Uh, I I uh, I I have YouTube partners, managers, like, at their headquarters and then Facebook. And then, like here, are these people who are supposed to connect with creators like myself to like tell us like how to be better at what we do. And it's like you see their TVs on in the background, like, they see oh, like the ceiling fans spinning. You're yeah. like,
1: you're not as cool as I thought you were, as professional <laughs> as I thought. Like Google was like a huge
0: corporate
3: place. That's I know. Hilarious. Well, I
1: remember the day, like you know, you'd go to like the news station, and you know, the newscasters would be like dressed really, really nice yeah. from the waist up, and then yeah. like the waist down, it was like nothing. <laughs> it's like the yeah. mullet of business. You yeah. know, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> what PJs. was what was? Uh, how did COVID affect you guys? Uh, wow. It was hard. I mean, like the news of it was so like, um, jarring, Mm -hmm. you know, to say like, Hey, we're going to lock down and we're going to close everything up. And unless you're, you know, an essential business, you're, you know you're 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 done for a while mm-hmm. and that was really rough and so i remember you know it's like <laughs> remembering like these major tragic events in your life like where were you during 9/11 you know yeah. i oh. that, i was in my living room when we when we got the news that everything was shutting down and you know fortunately i was i was i was confident that we were an essential business only because we were hardware you know like a hardware store right. and so there were some things that you know that were reasonably essential although i mean it's like a candy store more than it is a hardware store but we we shut our doors and um, how, how long was that for we we shut our doors for about <laughs> Six, for about six weeks. And uh, we did like the lemonade stand where we had, you know, a table up at the front of the store, and we would like go out in front, meet a customer, and they're like, hey, I need some glue. We'd go back, get the glue, and they're like, no, no, the blue glue. Okay, then we'd run back and (laughs) go get it. And it was super fun, because I mean, like you got your steps in, and you know, I mean, on the silver lining, there were still people that were engaged, there were still people that were coming by and supporting us, and Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, we were playing music inside, because we didn't have any customers, we were eating Jimmy John's every day, and I mean, it was kind of a fun foxhole moment, you know? Um, but that was, a, that was a tough time. Um, I mean, the blessings of it were I got really good at pickleball because when we closed, you know, we just kept our bubble really really tight. Yeah. We played in our driveway, yeah. and we were done at 5 o'clock. We weren't open until our regular hours, you know. Um, but then after about six weeks, we, we opened back up, and it was just busy. People were at home, right? They yeah. we were ready. And they we were ready to, to go out. do stuff, and, uh, and we were ready for them. And so business actually, you know, for us, it was really, really great. Um, you know, as long as we could keep in stock on things and, and all that, right. but you know, we were really fortunate. You know, I'm I'm so glad that you know during that time because I know that there's a lot of businesses out there that really, um oh, impacted big time right. and still
0: for that matter, like restaurants. Whew, yeah, right. What a tough they're roller coaster that is, and not know. to mention that I've I recently because I've been again during the pandemic, I've listened to all these like interviews and different restaurant owners mm-hmm. and how that's going and what they're doing to like adapt, kind of like yep. you guys did. And like, I found out like a pro, what the profit margins of restaurants are. It's really low. It's, it's really extremely. It's the lowest. Yeah. It's the lowest. And um, so, like, you know, to shut it down for a couple of weeks, you're like, well, there you go, you're done. You know? Yeah. I mean, I don't think you can have half capacity. No. You know, and do it really well. No. You know? you, yeah. You've you've got to really run a lot of. It's a like lot a four percent profit margin. You know what I mean? In yeah. order to get out of that. Yeah. Who? Um. Because we, I've actually never spoken to a, a business owner that provided. Uh, or oh, that took care of so many customers. So how do you find out if you're an essential worker? Do you get an email? Do yeah, you get there's a list, right? And so on these proclamations that we that we read,
1: you know, from the state and from the city, you know, there's a list of essential businesses. And um, you know, you would take whatever your you know, your business code is and it would, you know, you know, tell you that you're a hardware store and you're like, Okay, we're okay. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. now, I mean that being said, there wasn't a whole lot of enforcement, you know, um, you know, around here right which was you know which was fine um but uh, but yeah there was there was like a, a real list you know these guys can do business and these
0: can't and it's not necessarily like how do you describe your business? Like people would ask me like what's my business? I was like well, i'm, I'm I, I, the easier answer is like YouTuber, but then because it crosses so many platforms, you're like well mm-hmm. a content creator. And then yeah. after that, when you like we meet with our like uh, financial planner, and he's like what are you? I was like like he you know, you hit that little uh, drop down menu, yeah, and you're There's like nothing. You, you're you a contractor, read. a nurse, <laughs> <it>. a doctor. <laughs> you're Like no wait, I'm, I think I'm service. Your I'm news, service yeah, news tech. or media. You're yeah. like I don't know. I'm like a he quarter kind of, like, of that and an yeah. eighth of this. Yeah,
1: and I. Think I think that's probably true. You know, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's, I I
2: feel like because also it was like kind of uncharted territory. There was so much gray area that people were able to work with when it came to like essential businesses and staying open and a lot of those things.
0: What, um so once things started opening up even more and you could have now general public in your stores and I know now in your store is like in Boise, which is a little bit more, what's the best way? Like a little more like liberal or a little bit more, anywho as opposed to we're in Meridian and it's a little bit more relaxed yep. uh, on that yep. perspective. So when they had those mandates of, let's say masks and, you know, we live in a great state, but, yeah. um, you, certain businesses had to enforce wearing masks. What were the, cause I saw the levels of enforcements, right? There were levels of enforcement for the enforcements for the most part was just like, here's a sign outside the door. Most people kind of catered to it. But let's say you, there was this period where, I think business owners were held really liable, oh. like if
1: somebody didn't. Yeah, I mean, it was it was actually really kind of scary. I mean, it was an unfair position because I mean, we were meant to be like the police officers, yes, you know, or you know, <laughs> like the enforcement of whatever the rule was. Yeah, and that was that put us in a really tough position because I mean, most of the time, you know, if you're a restaurant or you're you know any kind of business and you're inviting the public in, I mean, you're there to serve them, right? And you're there to you know you know meet their every whim their every need you know Mm -hmm. and uh and at this point we're like hey listen there's a key that you have and it's called wearing a mask and you can't come in and we can't be nice to you unless you wear one. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just put you yeah. in kind of a, like a loggerheads with your customers. And, you know, from the, from the, so what I always love to do is I, I like, to, you know, we, we do retail, we sell and stuff like that. But really, if you are in the service business, you really got to like people or you should really get out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. And, totally. and, you know, you got to like people who are likable and you got to like people who are not necessarily likable either. And um, so what I wanted to do was just take a step back and say, okay, here's what's really important here. Because I don't really feel like at the time, you know, there was a whole lot of truth out there with respect to why you should wear it, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, what is this all about? You know, is this right. some, some vast government conspiracy or is this right. just, you know, what, what is it? A and lot of I, division, yeah. And I wasn't really getting the truth from anybody, so I was like, okay, fine. What is the truth, you know, in our situation? And really it's like, it's an extension of who we are, and that's customer service, right? We're, we're there to serve people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before we got people back into work, so like our staff, we had to make sure that they felt safe to come to work. Well, those rules are different for everybody. You know, some people are safe if you have the, you know, the radioactive suit on. Some people are safe if you don't wear a mask at all. Mm-hmm. And so you have to kind of meet it at the lowest common denominator. So we wore suits for a while. No, I'm kidding. We didn't. We just wore, <laughs> we just wore masks. And, Breaking you know, bad. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 And, uh, and so it was the same thing for the customers, too. You know, it's almost like we had to kind of operate at the lowest common denominator. And so, you know, every now, for the most part, people, and I was progressively, too, because, I mean, like, the hair on the end of my nose, like that really fuzzy stuff right there, it's like, I don't think it's ever going to grow back. <laughs> <laughs> because those masks are like, yes. just so abrasive, right? Oh, for sure. And it was a total bummer wearing that stuff. But at the same time, if it meant, you know, making people feel comfortable, we were mm-hmm. all about it. And then again, you know, like the whole obeying the law thing, too, is is kind of a big deal, you know, especially right. the, you know, the the... The penalties that they were saying that they were going to have were were
0: pretty strong. You know, were there, like, was there enforcement on the government's perspective? I don't it? know
1: that there was any enforcement, but there was certainly the penalty there, which kind of gave you a little bit of fear. You know, uh-huh. it's like okay, so if you you know break the, the rules, it. it was a threat of it. If you break the rules, we're going to shut you down for ten days for your first warning. So You're that right. was my question: You're is like, like so the first
0: warnings ten days. Well, was there a monetary fine? Because I heard business would be fined, but I don't know what the dollar amount. I, was. I think
1: it. I think it was really just you know closing down for business. So like the you know the first one was like ten days, second one was like thirty days, and the third one was you lose your business license. You oh, couldn't do wow. business. Oh, and I mean that's monetary right yeah. Um, yeah. and so it was a little bit I was like okay well who's like who's going to enforce it I mean are the police going to come by and watch yeah. this right. or like is there going to be like some kind of community group <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> and all of a sudden feels citizens yeah pitchforks and, 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 and torches you know yeah. and uh, fortunately it wasn't that deal so it was kind of a self enforcement thing which I was really happy about with because then it let everybody just do the right thing mm-hmm. you know? mm-hmm. it gave you, gave you the open to do that and uh and so we did and you know every now and then there was you know somebody that you know didn't really like it and yelled at you for it and you know you get them out the door as fast as you can really you know Mm -hmm. it's the way it is but um that doesn't happen too much at woodcraft people come in you have your regulars too right yeah they want to be there yeah and sometimes the regulars were like you're really gonna make me wear one of these. I'm like, ah, I know. Yeah, I am. Yeah, That's <laughs> yeah. yeah. so tough. Yeah. Will you do it for me? Yeah, you know you I know. Mean? <laughs>
0: well, do you, it you have me. the you have a very interesting relationship with your customers, and I don't you don't see that too often. Like, I mean, maybe you'll see it from this like mom and pop pasta that's like hand yeah. tossed, and mm-hmm. you know, there's four tables, and like, no, you got to try Luigi's pizza. This is yeah. Luigi. Um, but you're like one of the few people who are like you're front and center all the time. Your office yeah. is right by the front door. Like yeah. Sometimes your door is open, like you could see you doing yeah. accounting or something, like that, <laughs> paying your bills. I'm, uh, like,
1: I'm playing, so uh, I'm playing Angry Birds. But.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, for seven, it's everything there. right? Is still around. I'm not playing Angry Birds. You, but know, it's like, you know, that was a thing. That's a great question for our kids because they're the ones that they're more hip than we are. So like. W- Minecraft is in right now and okay. port right now. I don't know about no, it. No Minecraft. Yeah. I, do you guys like Minecraft? I hate it.
1: I on, I'd live through the 80s to get yep. out of that pixelated. Oh,
2: I know. Like, oh, like, now it's like and now trendy. It's yes. Po- yes. Yeah. It's yes. Weird. It makes no sense. I don't get it either. My
0: I we we were always very hesitant about raising our kids with video games because my um, you know, you're a dad of four, five, five, five. Yeah. You're a dad of five and a grandfather, by the way, for the first uh, time. Yes. yes. We'll, Congratulations. Talk, we'll, we'll thanks, thanks for bringing it up. Thanks for the plug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll we'll bring it up here in a second, but um. We just—I didn't really get into video games. My oldest brother did, and he was successful in life and fine. it didn't control him, but like we kind of tested it with our oldest boy Jack, and we noticed that video games affected him a little too much. It, <laughs> you know, he was just irritable. His personali- like and, his,
2: uh, um, what is it? Not personality, but just his day to day, like. Oh, I can't think of he one. was just Can
0: not you? a good listener it after would
2: affect him too much too and much he... cheeks to
0: get red he gets irritable and stuff like that we're like dude this is not for you like you're too much on edge and so yeah. um he got a little bit older so we finally kind of made this rule it was like okay only on the weekends and um i don't know where i was going with the story uh but <laughs> long story short they're only allowed to play it on the weekends but yeah. um as far as minecraft um we finally realized he's eight now and so we saw that you know, because he only plays out on the weekends. If you really want to punish him, you take away his freedom, which yeah. is his game. Yeah, and he wears a mask during the day at home. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> but um, that's so one of the rules. He really kind of evolved and realized, like I was teaching him, like things don't control you, and so like yeah. they, he he kind of figured out through yeah. it. But I was talking to a couple of my buddies that are like Microsoft engineers in Seattle. I, yeah. I still have like a group of like seven guys that are really close, and they were telling me how. For kids, it's actually pretty beneficial to play like Minecraft because it kind of develops that engineering perspective. It's for us. Do you remember before Legos? Because um, I remember we had what are they called? Uh, these links, these metal links that you would put together to create. Yeah, uh, like blob blocks or log blocks. Or, or. Kyle,
2: do you know what I'm talking about? The metal ones. I don't yeah. remember metal they ones. In the sandlot, or they like build the metal. Yeah, he's, those.
0: Part of those. Those were that, probably. Yeah, we line. had some. We had some weird. Things, weird yeah. toys. <laughs> Here's a mortar and, <laughs> and a shovel. It
2: was like Lincoln Logs. They I were not Lincoln that. Logs,
0: but there were these metal links with nuts and screws you put them together oh, and you make a like crane. The, and almost
2: like the K'nex? connects. Connects, oh, kind of yeah. like a connects. Yeah,
0: and so about. it definitely then Legos came in, and so you were challenged to you know build a house, make a weapon, whatever. Yeah. And so essentially, what my buddies are explaining to me is like Minecraft is that, that but yeah. in a little bit more of a digital age, yeah. right? Because um, yeah. they so do
2: create. It's a lot of, like, creating.
0: Yeah. Now, there's no. I don't think there's any benefits with, like, They'd Fortnite and all that stuff. But, I mean, Fortnite. couldn't they make it look better, though? I know. Oh, you yeah, know I mean? yeah. It's, it's, it's,
2: so let's pixelated. give it to, like, 1080p bit. Yeah,
1: right? You know, I mean. <laughs>
0: the, the
2: it's so funny. I remember when <laughs> the, <I'd laughs> I first. I'd be all in. Yeah. But, you know, maybe it wouldn't
0: be so cool. <laughs> so, is it almost, like, ironic? You know how, like, a, I- like a, like a, like a 19-year-old kid yeah. grows a 70s mustache like or, a Ron Burgundy? Okay,
1: so, you know, every 30 years, fashion like yes. recycles, right? Yeah. I mean, clothing, mm-hmm. paint colors, Maybe video games you know, too. <laughs> video games, you know, all that. So, yeah. Do you know what I Probably. recently found <laughs> out
0: that, because um, we're children of the 90s, uh, what I recently found out is the 1995 or 1996 BMW M3, okay, mm-hmm. those two yeah. doors M3s, have, and the 1997 Acura Integras, again, that's what I grew up on, uh, they are now officially registered as vintage cars really vintage how huh? sad is that okay so
1: I read something the other day too it's like, um, like right now we're closer to 2062 which is when the Jetsons were happening uh-huh. than in 1962 when they were playing
0: 2062 we're closer to
1: yeah, that yeah, yeah we're closer wow. to the 2062 now We're wow. like okay that sticks. we
2: were of, watching yeah.
0: Blade Runner the other day like the new one and it's like set in 2024
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute like, that's not I don't
0: yeah. think so <laughs> yeah. not wait, that far away I was listening to the state of comedian yesterday and uh, he was doing this uh, comedy bit about the future Imagine talking to people in the future and people are like, whoa, 2022 or 2021. Like, I bet you guys got like flying cars. No, we didn't get those, but uh we got a bunch of scooters. They're everywhere. But, yeah, what's, what's, so, what's so cool about them? Well, like you're not responsible for it. you can just leave it anywhere you want. <laughs> they're
2: like, everywhere. Really? That's where
0: we advance. That's a i feel like speed. I see
2: way less of them though. I I only see like one or two every once in a while on the oh, corner of somewhere. So sad.
1: Or they're just they're not on around. the side of the road, yeah. just on their side, yeah, on their side. Just, on their, like, it's always just, they're empty of batteries. Nobody's taking
2: care of them. <laughs> I wonder Absolutely. if bigger cities still have them because 100 oh, percent like here oh, they're gone. Well, it's
0: like here, like public transportation, metros and all that stuff. It's That's not really true. that big. know like
2: yeah where are you gonna go uber's twice expensive (laughs) you know just
0: to go six miles (laughs) you got two blocks Uh, you're what's also interesting about your uh operation of of, uh, operating woodcraft is you employ family like a lot of family yeah like all of your kids i think work there yeah um
1: yeah so they've all like kind of been required to work there of course you know they don't have a choice you know the matter Mm -hmm. was there until a certain Um, age no it's just like that's just what you do you -hmm. work work for the family business you know and uh um, That's such so, a mobster approach. I know, I was yeah. just like well, kind of trailing off there a little bit. But uh, it, it, <laughs> it, it it was lots of fun. And so one of the things that I wanted to accomplish with Woodcraft was like sleeping in my own bed every night because remember I was traveling a ton. Mm-hmm. What I didn't expect is I didn't get to expect that, you know, I would have such a joy like work with my kids, you yeah. know, work with my family, which was pretty fun, you know. Um, we would talk business. We would talk Minecraft. we talk whatever. Yeah. And it was just cool just kind of hanging around, um, you know, with them at, at the store. And, of course, you know, they would learn things that – you know, they'd never learn. You know, uh, otherwise, and they learned at a velocity that you know that that was great too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've got two boys that are that are working there right now. Um, my my third and my fourth, my first and my second are uh, are actually auditors with uh, with an accounting firm. Yeah. Um. You know, here in town, and uh, so they, you know, they left me, but that's okay because <laughs> yeah. they're they've they got like real jobs. I Still love them, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. But it's been really it's been really cool. So yeah, and then my father in law works there too. Um we uh yeah and, and then of course your everybody. daughter-in-law works there too right? my daughter-in-law does our social media yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, she does a lot of our event planning and things like that too and, That's and it's awesome super, super it,
0: fun. is there any is there any like hairy parts of having so many of, of your kids involved <laughs> in right. yeah right.
1: yeah so like when my kids are tardy or late uh, tardy like late yeah. to work you know i can't get anybody in trouble do you know what i mean because uh-huh. like you know if one of my boys is you know like five minutes late i can't go you know tell somebody else they're late they're like yeah. can't write yeah. them up you can't <laughs> write them up you know <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh you can you can have them not eat but that's not fair you know right so what do you do how do you handle that? Well, because that really bothers me you're like, like you're like hey can you help me out a little bit can, yeah come on you know oh, okay. we're you know you're you're leaders you're examples you're you know and they're like blah 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 blah, blah yeah uh, okay but, uh, next time but you know everybody goes through that transition i mean i did when i was a teenager too you know i, mean, right. I didn't yeah. you know i didn't really care about the things that i had right in front of me and and uh, eventually you do. You know? i used
0: to have this fear as a kid that of always because school came so hard for me. I always had this fear of like always being behind on things. Like I I, I got only like C's, right? Mm -hmm. B's and C's, like low B's and like low C's. But because how difficult it was to me, the idea of missing a day of school because you're sick or being late to school put me in this like weird mind perspective of like you're behind, you're you're the last one anywhere. And that always terrified me. So like I remember my first job when I was like 16, I worked as a food server at a retirement home And I would get there like 15-20 15-20 minutes early and just sit outside
2: in your car because I was
0: always afraid to be late <laughs> to be late, to yeah. be late. Yeah. And I don't know Say where early. that came from and where the disconnect with the different generation. Yeah, why do that? I, I think it?
1: everybody's built just a little bit different mm-hmm. and they just you know Sometimes they grow in, in quicker ways in, mm-hmm. in some ways and sometimes a little slower in the others, you know, right Because um, I was you know, certainly not the you know, the business guy that I am back when I was 18 years old either You know, right. <laughs> it's yeah. just a different different It'll be deal to see our kids. It, You know, you know your deal, you know the way you explain the Uh, yourself i mean that's just like you know the the makings of an entrepreneur you know you're just paranoid
0: enough to where you're gonna you're gonna fail or be late so it's
1: like i gotta go after this next deal
0: I you're probably like on time when you were like eight (laughs) (laughs) my mom did say that and this is not to do my own horn but my mom did say that when i was seven years old i moved to the united states when i was seven so Mm -hmm. between six and seven probably our last winter there um when we would all run into the house after playing outside in the snow and all the kids just run in, I would stay behind and fold my jacket and, and like, place it and like, put my shoes. So but it I was definitely never,
2: like, is ingrained in you like, <laughs> yeah. to be that way. That's awesome. Well, there's,
0: But the problem is there's things that come with it, right? So like there's people who grow up and they're like, well, I never made my bed. Um, I was okay about, if you're still within that three to six minutes um, of showing up to what you're supposed to be at, you're still on time, right? <laughs> yeah. Like even if it's past that. Um, that, that was fine but like to me it would bother you it bothered me so much but nobody taught me that yeah. but there's a like there's a level of dissatisfaction with yourself that you have to carry so it's not like yeah. there's people out there who sleep fine and there's people like myself who like I've shared this publicly many times like there's this first 10 minutes in the morning when I'm brushing my teeth at like 5 30 in the morning I'm very unhappy with myself <laughs> I'm not ha- proud of anything I do I'm always like thinking about why did I have that dessert last night I was thinking about how come I didn't work out that day before I'd always think about like how come and I'm now working harder. And so, there's this level of like just not liking yourself as much as other people might like themselves. I you just, know, I do like, that 12. Expectations are so I do that high. like eight hours earlier. It's yeah. at yeah. night. You know, See, I think that's at that
1: night, I do that night really? too. Yeah, yep. the, the night before. You're, yeah, you're just going, oh man, I didn't do that. Yeah, oh, I shouldn't I have that? said that. Yeah. That was really yeah. weird, you know? Yeah. And then the next morning, you're like, hey, all right, let's go.
2: I'm the same. <laughs> I wake up in the morning, I feel great. I get my cup of coffee. I'm like, I'm a good mom. I'm a good wife. And then I lay in bed at night and I'm like, oh man. I feel so guilty. Why did I yell at my kids? Why did I do that? Yeah.
0: That's totally. hilarious. Yeah, that. no, I mean, and some people might, I, I think some one of our friends were like talking about, I was like, yeah, I think I'd I rather. Think you're
2: have the 1% it. that does it in the morning, and not a lot of people do that.
0: And it's such a short period of time. It's like by the time I'm done brushing my teeth and I get out of the room, like, we're fine. So just brush your teeth back. like You're your like, brain get, you're is like still waking get over
1: it. Right? Just, just go on with the day.
0: Yeah. It <laughs> can happen. How, um, so it's interesting to me. So at 33, 34, you purchase into this franchise, which. Yeah. Uh, it you have to the the amount of life savings you have to put towards that sure. it, it's 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 a huge risk it's essentially like gambling at a casino it's all your eggs in one basket it's all yeah. your eggs in one, exactly um but now you bought into this thing and you know it's a moving grooming machine but now you have to teach yourself business cuz that's like one thing i remember i was a i was a uh, i was working at Wells Fargo when i was like 22 or something like that as a as a personal banker and i saw a lot of um uh, pract uh, uh what are they called uh a doctor who has his own little private practice a little private practice yeah. guys that'll come in little clinics and they might have been good doctors but they're not good at running a yeah. business yeah and so you see a really low success rate so how um, did you yeah. decide to learn business so that's it? the that's
1: the hard part about the kind of the woodcraft thing like that advertisement you know make your you know make your hobby your career i mean that is a that's not true. You know, I mean, no. you've got a lot of people that are really good at woodworking that are just not gonna, you know, do mm-hmm. a lick in business, and that it can be real disappointing. You know, because you say, wait a minute, I'm not gonna be able to make my hobby my career. Yeah, I had the benefit of uh, spending a lot of time uh, at Costco, and uh, spent <clears throat> spent time with you know a lot of different areas at the at the company corporately, and then in the warehouses and everything. And so, what it taught me was really how to, you know, how to run stuff and, and, you know, critical paths and what's really important and prioritizing and, and, and you know in teaching people and and bringing them along in the process and communicating and things like that which was just uh, just a huge 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 thing uh shot in the arm when we when we mm-hmm. took you know when we took over woodcraft you know that and you know woodcraft is already operating in boise too and so you know i'm taking all of my credit away right of being a you know being a really you know successful guy you know the business was already open and so i didn't have the stress of taking it from dollar zero to you know whatever right. break even was or whatever you know a, you know a growth year or, or you know whatever financial you know benchmarks that you have for yourself. So I didn't have to go through all that stress. You know my stress was more like, hey, what major tweaks do we need to make? And that was a little bit easier than uh, you know than starting, starting something from scratch. From the ground, yeah. You know, and since then we've we've done that. But at the same time, though, you know that 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 would be you know having all your eggs in one basket plus you don't have a lot of you know cash to kind of put forward mm-hmm. in it so we, we were in a really good spot you know to do it i had a lot of experience at a great company um were you in leadership position when you were on costco yep, you were yep, okay yep yep and uh you know so just, just it was a great jumping off point you know and and you know so i mean we went you know from a you know really really great corporate job to one where it was like, okay, so we're gonna buy our own insurance. We're gonna, right? You know, right, open the doors every day, out.
0: close the doors every day, and you know. Now yeah. you knew how to captain a ship or a group of people because from your previous experience. But yeah. what about like, do they do they give you any kind of like, here's a two week shadow us <laughs> like this is how you pay your your electrical bill here. This is how when you know no. when you need to order a low supplies. Not uh, no, not really. I mean, Nothing. you do
1: it. You do it because you're responsible. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the same reason why you you know you, you just, just research. Yeah, I mean, you know, I. I I love saying that you know when you're in a position you know of responsibility you know failure is not an option, and so when you say failure is not an option, yeah, it's like you kind of have to believe it mm-hmm. too. You have yeah. to say okay, I'm gonna push, I'm gonna push through this brick wall a little bit harder. Because I don't have time to hit it twice, mm-hmm. you know, and so you just you just kind of go forward that you know with, with that with that mentality, and you know when the bill comes due and you're like, oh, I forgot about that. Well, next time you learn and you don't, you know, you don't forget it. next time. Yeah, you don't pay it late, you know, and then yeah. and uh, you know, and then there's a couple things that you just you know, like you know, one of our things is, man, if I ever make a mistake on payroll, oh. We'll talk about waking up at five thirty in the morning, brushing my teeth and hating right. myself. Yeah. That's a, that's for a week. You know, you do that, you know, because you're like, Oh my gosh, these, these people are like relying upon mm-hmm. you. You totally failed them. You're so terrible, <laughs> you know, and it, I really do take it seriously. But you know, there's other things too, that, you know, lessons are, are easy to come by.
0: And you know, as long as you're, I don't know, as long as you're willing to learn, you know, from them, it's fine. So there's nothing, there's not a, a lick of like, Hey, like you, you, uh, just how to run Woodcraft itself. You get yeah. nothing of that. You don't get like, who's my supplier. Yeah, you don't you do. get, you do. You, yeah, get, you get, you get, a, you get some
1: of the nuts and bolts, you know, okay. I mean, you, you get the, you know, the phone numbers, the phone book, okay. um, you get some processes, you know, when you receive a shipment in the back door, here's how you process it. You know, here's how you, you know, Oh, you get sale. that part. Okay. You get that, you get that part. But, uh, you know, not a lot so much of the like
2: that counting side,
1: yeah, the counting. you know, not so much, you know, fortunately I had some, you know, some, bit, some, some, some background in finance at Costco, which, which helped out yes. a bunch, but, uh, yeah, not not a whole lot of that, but uh, yeah, you just you just kind of <laughs> figure it out, I guess.
0: I love what you said about when you're in a position of leadership, like the failure is not an option because I like the, the perspective I was put on is like not having a plan B. Because mm-hmm. if you have a plan B, that's when people are like, I could just fall back on it. Like yeah. I can keep my respiratory therapy degree. I can always fall back on it. But if you don't have it, then that's. By burning that bridge, yeah. you're you're forcing yourself to outwork the next person. Yeah. You're like, I don't have anywhere to go.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, I, I kinda take a look at the same the same way and you know, your plan B has got to be so bad that you're not even willing to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you're yeah. not even willing to accept it, you yeah. know. And mm-hmm. that's just another motivation for it. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, I remember somebody else saying one time too is like, you know, if you're average, you know, you got competition everywhere. If you're exceptional, the competition kind of starts wearing away. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I get it now. You know, so you know, let's let's try to push a little bit harder. Let's strive a little bit more. And of course, you know, want to make sure you're you're not like just striving for striving's sake. You know, that you actually have a purpose. You know, a purpose behind it mm-hmm. too. But um, yeah, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with working hard.
0: I yeah. love the, the the perspective that if you're exceptional, then competition kind of wears itself yeah. kind of down. Is there something that what's interesting about not specifically only woodcraft, but like that, uh, like a fine woodworking industry or just woodworking period. What's cool is there's a lot of young people that are getting into it, right? It's kind of like resurfacing again. Um, and, but then there's also like this huge generation of like salt and pepper hair, Mm -hmm. right. That, that have have been turning lathes and all that stuff. Is there a, uh, uh, is there a specific approach you're taking for like the future of how to be more attractive to the younger population, the next generation of people? Yeah, um, I think there's something innate. You know, there's nothing special about woodworking. However, working with
1: your hands, I think, is something that is re- that is just real. You know, and when you, you know, a lot of a lot of the younger younger folks I see, you know, they they have, they have great jobs or you know successful careers. You know, and sometimes they might be missing something because they're just sitting in front of a computer you know all day long and they want to just do something mm-hmm. and so scratching that itch when it happens and so you know having a project that is easy enough to get somebody over that hump you know you want to make that like entry that barrier to entry very very low so that people can kind of come in have some success and go wow that was cool i'm going to make one i'm going to make another one you know mm-hmm. and so you try to come up with with projects and you know social media has has uh, really done everybody a favor in woodworking because they've shown that people can build tables yeah. You know, you get a big piece of wood, you sand it down, you put a stain on it and get some hairpin legs, and now you're a woodworker. Yeah. Absolutely you're a woodworker. You know, um, are you like, you know, doing your own joints and, you know, figuring out how to work hand tools? You know, I don't even how to, I don't even know how to do that really that well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, mm-hmm. you just get people in. And then, of course, you know, the, the, the cool part, too, is that, you know, kind of that older generation um, really kind of wants to actually share their knowledge, too. Mm-hmm. And if you can get uh, if you can get these two you know two groups of folks together, it's it's kind of it's kind of sweet yeah mm-hmm. actually you know you get a lot of people sharing their stories and a lot of people really listening because they really want to do something with their hands yeah. yeah it's like a mentorship that almost it kind of right? is and yeah. if you can kind of like garner that that would be man you you'd, you'd probably do really
0: well mm-hmm. you especially know? guys uh, out there who are like didn't have a good relationship with their grandfather and like here's a guy that's <laughs> like old enough to be your grandfather be like here you want to use this and not that and you're like I love you. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so
1: like Florence Nightingale kind of, yeah. kind of feel
0: there. Yeah, yeah. it is.
1: It now, really is.
2: Are you guys seeing a shortage in supplies? Because, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Me being in the design field, anything I want to order, any like furniture, it's so back ordered. And then I'm hearing like there's a foam shortage. There's a paint shortage. Are you guys feeling that? Yeah. There's, a, you know,
0: there's a shortage. Of recently, I just found out there's a chicken wing shortage. <laughs> A yes. chicken wing shortage. A chicken wing And I found that out the hard way. I've heard about it. And then I ordered some Buffalo Wild Wings. And then they gave me some of the most driest dehydrated Probably thank old. goodness there's a
1: chicken wing shortage <laughs> because I don't know how to eat them. You know? You don't know how to eat them. No, it. I don't know how to eat them. I've seen people put them in their mouth, like one, like and then the whole st- thing, and then yep. pull it out. Yep. And I'm like, that's cool. Oh, like but the I don't bone wanna, in? Yeah, I don't want to get that. boneless. I'm just like, my fingers are all over. I just decimate it. But. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, there, there's a science to it. So if it's the wing, you put that in, you pull it out. And then usually between the two bones of the wings, you'll have a little bit. So you break it apart. Eat it. <laughs> but I think the real magic starts happening. And I think we're going to devote an entire episode just to how to eat chicken wings. But the real magic happens is when you get into a little bit of the bone marrow or a little bit of that that yeah, tendon. Crystal, tw- yeah. it, oh, that's the best part. It's a crunchy. <laughs> a crunchy that, yeah. It's a crunchy. Yeah, it's a texture. Yeah, yeah. 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 You get the right amount of sauce uh, on it. It's perfect. It's like way too much work. It's yeah, a lot of work. I know. You know. It's That's messy. why I get the
2: boneless. It's just See? so easy. You eat eat with a the short- fork there's,
0: yeah.
1: there's not a shortage on those.
0: No, but it, okay, the, okay. here's the problem with the boneless unless it's, it's the real just, thing yeah. where they no, they it's, it. It's not. The boneless it's, ones are
2: just bre- it, chicken breasts, right? It's a McNugget. It's a good
1: sauce <laughs> it really in it, right? It's this paste that they put on and then it's deep fried. Yep. But yeah, we've seen a lot of a shortage of stuff. I mean, yeah. it is it is you know it's happened like in a, in, a, in a certain waves. Like there's the waves of the pandemic. You know, you'll mm-hmm. have um, you know kind of that initial wave where everybody ran out of stuff because China was shut down. Yeah, Nothing Um, was coming in. Nothing was coming in. Nothing was being made, you know, that we were Mm -hmm. consuming, you know, and then, you know, they opened up and uh, and then we were, you know, we were shut down. So then demand increased. And so, you know, they took up all that demand. And so we ran out again. And uh, so you've had to be a little bit creative, you know, with how you get that and and what you get to. And, And, you know, for the most part, people are generally... You know, pretty pretty okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Patient. we'll have a customer come in the store and say, "Hey, do you have uh, this thing?" And I'm like, "Man, mm, no, I don't think we do." Um, let me see if like the vendor has it. And uh, and so you know, I go to their website, give them a call, and no, we're out of these. And he, and, and the customer will confess, and, "Yeah, I knew that. I just wanted to see if you guys." Yeah. It. <laughs> I knew that. And already. so it's like these desperate pleas. Yeah. And it's all of a sudden you're Last like, "Hey, minute.
0: we're in the same foxhole here. Yeah. We we." Uh, <laughs> Are the majority of your customers, would you say, are hobbyists, or or, or do you attract a huge population of like carpenters? And you know, it's a little of both.
1: A little yeah, little. it's a little bit of both. There's a lot of people that are in the remodel business that are that are clients of ours, and mm. um, and then you know yeah a lot of hobbyists and you know students and. Uh, you know, yeah, people who
0: are just recently retired. You know, yeah. you know, yeah, this is just, just just all kinds. Yeah, you're interesting because from like this conversation that we've had, it, you have such a positive outlook on a lot of these things that like you you don't seem like you could be stressed for a guy who's running a business. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> I, you know those things do stress you out, but you know at the same time, and 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 of course I share all this stuff with my family, so they're like, wow, Dad, you know, you're really optimistic. You're usually not that way, you know, <laughs> um, you know, but you know, you kind of sit back at the end of the day and you go, okay, what's what's the real important deal, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. The important deal is just like you know you, you're provided for and you know you've got a great family and you know lots of friends Everybody and stuff and so everybody's yeah. safe mm-hmm. and that's and, a and great you, perspective. You're doing okay, you know. Yeah, that's a great. Right. perspective. And we've got a great you
0: know great group of people at Woodcraft, which is which is super fun. You know, yeah, right. there's a still a lot
2: people. to be thankful for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: that's awesome. So tell me, what's it like being a grandfather for the first time?
1: <laughs> so, it's hard to uh, I mean it's hard it's hard to communicate because I'm still so new at it. She's only five months old, oh. but. Uh, um, I'm sorry. I need it in weeks. That's the only way yeah. I understand gestation. You know, my, <laughs> Jonah, my, my second boy, he's like, he's in years. He's like, you're zero, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're not one until you're 12 months old. Yeah. You're yeah. zero. You're zero. You don't even round, okay? It's not even <laughs> half birthday. He's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's like my
2: kids when you try to explain months. Yeah, it's the same thing. I'm like, Beckham would be like, how old is Harper? Well, she's six months. Is she zero or one yeah
0: but Beckham doesn't know what 30 minutes is or six minutes that's what I'm saying it's like
2: it's hard to explain to a kid what months are yeah you just say zero or one she's still zero
0: how many sleeps is that okay Okay. (laughs) and finally when she turned one it
2: was like okay they can finally say she's one you're right
1: I know right but I'm, I'm nine and a half you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at what age do we as adults stop
0: counting half ages? I want to say when you're like 16, probably. Yeah. What do you, you think so? Yeah, I mean, even that... then, it feels a little bit too much up there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like you can't be like oh, just got keys and be like, how old are you? 16 and a half. And okay, bud, you're gonna need to come up with something else. <laughs>
2: you... Well, I feel like also as I get older, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna hold on to the age as long as possible. So my birthday could be tomorrow, but I'm still only 32. Oh, you're
0: doing that. It's the opposite. No, that's very I like forgetting how old I am and then be like, because. Because when you're not thinking about it and you don't care you do about kind it, of forget
2: it, it, you know, I remember my parents doing this going like, oh, I don't remember. am I turning this or this? I'm like, how could you not know how old you're turning? And then it happened to me and I'm like, really? am I turning thirty two or thirty
0: three? Well, like after I thirty, you shouldn't yeah. care. You're like, <laughs> if I want something, I'll go get it. like if like <laughs> yeah you, and you start doing this thing it's where different. it's like I think the the first sign of maturity where you're like, can we just go do something and I can remember this memory? You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, that's the yeah. best gift. Like, like so it's it's it doesn't matter.
2: Yeah. It does it, start, it stop it stops mattering as much when yeah. you're like I'm 13 and a half.
1: So she's five months old. She's five months old, and uh, yeah, being a grand, being a grandparent is so is is pretty cool. You know, the first the first feeling you have is it's like okay, well, this baby is like kind of like mine. I mean, we've had five kids, so this is just like another baby. We just mm-hmm. had to wait a little bit longer, and it's not. You know, um, uh, you know, they the, they go home, and I kind of don't want them to. You know, yeah, I don't guys, want her to. Yeah. Um, but the, I would say the, probably the biggest joy that I have about being a grandparent is watching my son and my daughter in law like nurture this little baby. It's just so sweet to see, you know, yeah. them, you know, kind of spread their wings and and do things that I've never seen them do before. Is this your you oldest? Know, this is my oldest, yeah. 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 And uh, you know, watching him, you know, baby talk and I mean it's right. it's it's, it's, yeah. it's hilarious. I love it. And it's so cute. So that's that's probably a whole the different side of
2: them probably comes out. It yeah. is, it is Especially and uh, for a, it's, a male. It,
1: yeah, it's so it's so fun and and um, it's just yeah it's pretty cool.
0: She's pretty cute too. Do you find yourself having to because I'm always like, sometimes thinking about, like, when my kids have their own kids, do you find yourself? Because I see what my parents do, and they try to, like, mostly my mom. She's like, it's a good thing that we don't live close. They're in Seattle. Yeah. We're here. So the 500 miles apart, it's helpful. Then when they come over, they're kind of like, what are the boundaries? And they're like, we'll spoil them over here, and then we leave, and then you guys can go back to it. Yeah. We'll try to make sure they're still good listeners but i'm sure if we lived closer to each other like my mom would have more input on like hey don't do (laughs) this this. do that i've heard that i've heard you know my and my mom my mom just lives with fear, and so like, <laughs> I, I can imagine that that fear. Do you find yourself having to pump the brakes on, like, okay, I shouldn't be that, and intr- I don't know if intrusive is the word. I think like opinionated about sharing that.
1: Yeah, you definitely want to, you know, keep in mind that this isn't your child; this is theirs, you know. Yeah. And so your experience is different than theirs, and and you know, you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to yeah. wear your welcome out, you know what right. I mean? Right. Um, and so yeah, you, you you just bite your tongue a little bit. I mean, yeah. not that you have to. I mean, she's only five months old. It's right. Not, like not she's yet. Really, you know, really. Well, because I'm crazy, thinking but, like
2: discipline. Yeah. like, yeah. How, well, like where do, where do you draw the line there and?
1: Yeah, yeah. I I don't know how we'll we'll do. You know, I know, maybe <laughs> maybe I won't be so chill. I'll be a little bit more stressed out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's is this where your stress first, comes in. You have all boys, or do you have a daughter as well? I have a daughter as well. She's yeah. the youngest. Yeah. She's, how old so she is she? Is a sophomore. Yeah.
0: Sophomore. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you have Baby. experience about raising girls. You're
1: I have zero experience raising girls. Um, she's, she's the only one. But oh, she's know? the only. Yeah. One. yeah you <laughs> got The second yeah, so one. A you girl. Have you have experience yeah. raising yeah. a yeah. girl. We'll see how she turns <laughs> out when she gets <laughs> eighteen. There's <laughs> just one. No, she's <laughs> so she's <laughs> so sweet. She's <laughs> a she's a rose among thorns. I mean, having all you know four brothers is right. You know, it's a challenge. Do you like she kept you younger? Being your youngest, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Her birthday is two days away from mine. So speaking about birthdays, you know, I always mine were in the shadow of hers, which I
0: was completely fine with. Right, Mm -hmm. we're always going to celebrate celebrate her birthday. Yeah, right. Right. (laughs) It it was funny. People always ask me because like we we have two boys and then we just had our daughter who she's one, and people would ask me like, "What has changed now that you have a daughter?" And I always tell them like, "I don't think anything specifically changed with me right now that have a daughter." But I did notice that having a, th- like, the third time around, like the, we first got pregnant when I when I was twenty five, right? Or we had Jack when I was twenty five. I was twenty five, and we were like living. Me and her got married. We got we. He was born within like the first year of our marriage, mm-hmm. and. You know, I just graduated college, didn't get a job yet uh, in that field. We were both uh, in college still. W- we were living off of like between like me, you, and Jack off of like twelve hundred bucks a month, mm. right? Like mm-hmm. having two hundred bucks in savings was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was a miracle. And so the stress of everything was like weighing down on you, right? Yeah. You're you're trying to navigate how to be a, a parent. You're trying to figure out how to pay your bills on time and have some money to like not get kicked out by your landlords. And then the second kid comes around, you take yourself a little bit less seriously. You try to say <laughs> yes more often, right? Yeah.
2: Well, I think with the first, you like try to be the perfect parent. You read all the books. <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, you're like, well, the yeah. book told
2: me to do this. And yeah. then by the second, you realize, well, there's a lot of like gray area. There's a lot of learning as you go. Yeah. And then yeah. with the third.
0: yeah, And then with the third now, us it like, was like. well, like And I noticed this transition from like second to third first, like. Before we had her, it was like she would be out with like a girls' night at a book club or something like that. And the boys would be like, hey, mom's not here. Can we go ride our bikes at nighttime before bed to the gas station get candy bars and ride back? And so much of you wants to say no just because of convenience. And
2: you're tired. But
0: then you go... If I say yes, they're not gonna grow up to do meth because I, <laughs> no. s- I said we can go get candy. <laughs> we used to at have nine a, o'clock p.m. We used to have a, a, a tradition in our family with just the boys when
1: mom would leave town. It was called Boys Weekend. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, no girls allowed. The you could wear whatever that. you want. You didn't have to shower. You could pretty much eat. Oh, my kids would love that. the boys yeah. would love that. And uh, and it was really <laughs> fun. I mean, the, the the actual event wasn't as cool as the name and the and the hope and the anticipation of the event. You know. Yeah and I, I remember it was kind of sad actually my, my wife came home one time and there was a there was a sign on the door that says you know like no girls allowed she's like what you, <laughs> yeah,
2: are you guys like your
1: mom you know you and of course they do but uh it
0: was that was a fun those yeah. were fun those were fun boys, times you can boys, do like boys night. yeah boys. They,
2: yeah they do boys night it's we like would a whole do a whole thing
0: boys night and it's like they get to pick an activity and where we go get dinner mm-hmm. right so it's like we, we'll go to a restaurant we'll sit down and then we'll they'll do a hot tub or ride bikes or whatever the thing is and but then harper was born and I told the boys I was like, we can't call it a boys' night because like we have to be inclusive of her. If I'm yeah. gone. Yeah. Yeah. And so we started calling it daddy dates and stuff like that. Yeah. But I did notice that like with Harper, I Maybe because like whatever I tried building up finally got a float and it's doing its thing. and It's operating right. Kind of like woodcraft. Yeah, you bought yeah, it at 33. Yeah. Between 33 and Holder, you know? Uh, 52. 52 and a half, right? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> to 52, like you finally got it afloat. You're like, okay, this is a, a living, breathing machine. I just have to feed it. And then, you know what I mean? And yeah. then like, it's not, a, you're not a stressed out anymore. And that's what the place I finally got to that now I find myself like slowing down not slowing down production or creating or ideas I'm that's ramping up even mm-hmm. more but i'm slowing down and taking it in like i remember yesterday you 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 and harper were taken off to the store something like that and she's all dressed up and she's got her shoes harper not you <laughs> she's got dressed you? up and her <laughs> shoes. and she's sitting in her little kid chair and she's holding her bunny and the sun was just like hitting her just right with us like this like almost like this picturesque kind of scenario and i was just like i told myself to like stop and just take it in for a second because i just wanted to remember her like this is the last kid we're having yeah. this is my first daughter and so i just found myself to just stopping and smelling the roses more often yep,
1: yep, you know yep you treasure those moments you mm-hmm. know and, yeah. and you do even more the older they get the right you you, you you do you know whenever our whole family's together you know i'm at that point where it's like okay wow the times that all my five kids and grandbaby you know daughters-in-law whatever but gonna be in one space and yeah. you know it doesn't happen very much no. you know so you sit back and you just kind of go wow this is cool soak it in yeah. Yeah. do you yeah. find yourself crying more because i've cried now more than i okay. ever did before oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> i think i started out that way yeah. i am just i have, i'm a crier you can you yeah. know, tell me some sad story and i'll really I'll start, I'll yeah. start weeping yeah
0: <laughs> i i didn't cry before at all and then I, you it, did
2: not i feel like the first i only saw you cry probably like T- a few times in our first like right. eight years of marriage.
0: <laughs> but then like I started, like, I don't know something about my kids and like a legacy of, and then just like, they're only little for this short period of time. And I didn't have the greatest relationship with my father. So like to be able to like stop the buck and like have these kind of, you know, build their confidence and, yeah. you know, seeing them learn and be excited about their learning um, that like, she made me this last father's day. She, she's really good about taking little videos on her phone and saving to the cloud. So she did a little compilation of like, it was like a six minute video or 12 minute video of like all these like moments where like Mm -hmm. whether we're dirt biking, whatever. And I was watching on the couch slash father's day. And I came to the bedroom when she was like, and I was like, falling like a <laughs> child <laughs> for like <laughs> 30 minutes happy, yeah. happy tears <laughs> because i was thinking i was telling her everything <laughs> comes down whether it's tattoos that i have or whatever it's like everything comes down to something that's important to you that like i always look back into like every because i worked in the icu and i've been part of in putting people on ventilators and taking them off whether it's them getting better or them going uh-huh. on life support and then you know just letting them expire you're constantly around life and death yeah mm-hmm. and and there's some people who made certain choices. Other people are just different life cycles and acceptance of things. That I always go back to is like, okay, your life comes down to the day you're going to be on your deathbed, uh-huh. and what you think about that time is gonna it's, it's gonna be huge. And so, to me the what she put on those video clips was something that i wanted to watch or think of when i'm yeah. hopefully old and dying on my yeah. death but i wanted to think of the, but she allowed for me to experience those yeah. memories at 33 yeah it yeah. was like your life going before your eyes and you're like exactly. wow this is awesome i get to yeah. so enjoy it too and it was incredible because like all those times I you do think you're like oh did am i not spending enough time with them i'm not the being guilt that yeah. creeps up and you mm-hmm. see those clips and you go oh wow they're You've constantly around yeah. They're constantly around my leg <laughs> yeah. whether like there's one clip where i'm teaching my <laughs> my oldest boy how to take down a bully <laughs> you know beckham <laughs> is the prop <laughs> and yeah, i'm catching him behind or we're riding dirt bikes and they're pulling up behind me i'm like wow like we have done some things, huh? Yeah. Like yeah. this is a good life, huh? Yeah,
1: it's pretty it's pretty great. And kids kids just reflect it too, you know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, yeah, for sure. So um, what is next for Woodcraft? Do- we, um, So, you know, Woodcraft is, is just clicking right along. Uh, you know, we um, need to keep it fresh. You know, mm-hmm. we need to keep changing things. We need to, you know, keep growing and innovating. And we'll continue, you know, we'll continue to do that. Uh, we've got a new chapter starting up uh, here pretty soon which is we're going to uh, build a makerspace in a different location it'll be like woodworking uh, centric and uh, the idea behind it is to have a space uh, where you can kinda create and you know nurture that community of woodworking people Mm -hmm. and you know Mm -hmm. some woodworking people don't have all the tools some woodworking people have some tools but not you know uh the tools that they really want you know uh some woodworking yeah. people have a project that's going to be really intensive on their little tiny tool in their garage they'd like to have something a little bit more industrial to work on um and so what we wanted to do is create a space that we could you know just invite people to come in and uh you know and 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 pay to be part of um and see what happens mm-hmm. you know so that'll that'll be kind of the next chapter for us in 2022 you know that's we've got to find a location We've got to, you know, figure out how we're going to do the layout. We've got to figure out how to do membership. Because, I mean, arguably it's kind of like a health club for, mm-hmm. you know, for woodworking yeah. tools, you know. Um, but, you know, you know, is it, is, it a, is it a membership or is it just like, hey, I just need something today, you know. Like a one-time. Yeah, like a one-time deal. Or I need a, I need a couple hours on this mm-hmm. tool. Or, you know, I need to borrow the lathe so I can make some Christmas presents, you know, for my right. kids. And I don't have one at home. Or, or, you know, I just moved from California and I don't, you know, my house isn't built yet. Mm-hmm. right you know, the people
2: don't have sh- space in their yeah space garage. in their garage or whatever yeah. for stuff
1: and uh, so we've got to figure out a lot of those details but you know that's probably what's going to be kind of next for us um mm-hmm. you that's know, exciting in, in that's guys. yeah
0: so it's essentially you pay into this membership to come use the tools on hand that are yeah. there basically use yeah. a uh, it's like a workshop that you basically mm-hmm. you yeah. rent yeah exactly exactly and great. so
1: you know you you know you'd come in and you know you'd get certified on the tools just so you know how to use them you know
0: and uh
1: and you know go and have have some fun you mm-hmm. know
0: is there a liability as a business owner behind that i mean you have your general liability but like what's to cover you from somebody cutting their, cutting their finger off and uh, you
1: know i you know I, there's only one tool in the shop that you know helps you from cutting your finger off and that's that you know saw stop table saw mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. all the others are you know just inherently dangerous And, uh, and so, yeah, I think you have to, you know, just make sure that you're covered, you know, insurance and, you know, liability wise, make sure that you're not doing the wrong thing or teaching the wrong thing or, you know, being negligent in any way. But, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a dangerous sport, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you cover yourself as much as possible and then you just, Mm -hmm. you know, hope for the best, you know.
0: What do you, and we'll wrap it up with this, what, uh, one of the most popular questions I always get is people go on DMing me saying, I'm trying to get into woodworking or building, what are the, the top. You know, three to five tools. Do it. Do you think yeah. I need to get? Yeah. And I have my answer. I want to hear what your answer yeah. is when people ask me that.
1: Um, I think the uh, the top tool that you need to get is a table saw.
0: That's your first one. That's my okay. first one. Um, I, I agree There with are it.
1: so many things that you can do with a table saw. Mm-hmm. You can cut, you know, long skinny boards thinner. You can cut them in half. You can cut them at angles. You can do all kinds of stuff uh, with it. You know, with it with a table saw. You know, it's kind of the center point. You know, of your of your of your shop probably next is some way um and it's maybe not a tool but maybe a method some way to put those sticks together like glue you know? is like, sure? like, or a joinery, a joinery. yeah a joinery. Okay. you know clamps or screws or pocket holes or you know you know something to put those things together and then probably a sander you know mm-hmm. um of some sort uh that can get you know I don't know get get it a little smoother for stain or mm-hmm. whatever you're doing and i, and I want to say that that's probably the three things because i mean with those three things you can you can, you can start i mean mm-hmm. you can get 82 percent there you know interesting and then you know a joiner and a planer you know both of those things do very very similar things and they're always separate
0: tools so those are like a those are like a tie for fourth place. And those are two very intimidating things for, I remember for myself at least, right? Yeah. To like, if you don't, because there's there's a learning curve for using a joiner.
1: You know, there is, and it does one thing. Yeah. it, But it does it really well. And you it's know? very expensive and to and do it's just one expensive. thing. it's very expensive. And that's the thing. That's why it's like, you know, tied for fourth because, you know, both of them just do one thing. They yeah. just, you know, they just do it but so they well. they really help. Yeah, they that really, really help, you know. <laughs> um, but I would say get your, you know, drill drill presses. If you have a hand drill, you can kind of, you know, get away with, you know, without a drill press too. But um, yeah, I'd, I'd say your table saw is probably best and, and uh, some way to put stuff together and, and, then, and then sanding your
0: project. Mm-hmm. You know? It's interesting. I find myself that a lot of people jump into like a miter saw first, which I completely agree with you about mm. a table saw first. Yeah, that'd probably be up there too. You know, I mean, you know, because
1: it's hard to take a 10-foot long board across your, you know, across your table saw. Yeah, yeah. Know, as opposed to just laying it on your chop saw. Yeah, a chop saw, I'd, I'd probably hit my chop saw pretty frequently too. Yeah, yeah, let me revise that. What my client meant to say was the chop <laughs> saw is number one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then
0: no, I, I think yeah, your chop is probably up there for a bit. No. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What are the three you always yeah, Well, what are,
0: yeah, what are well I, I, I did always I agreed with you very much so on the table saw being the first one for those exact reasons. And mm-hmm. I, I was articulated as like it's the kitchen island of yeah. your of your of yeah. your kitchen. It's like mm-hmm. that's where everybody's around. That's yep. where you're doing the majority of your stuff. After that, I don't remember how I had an order, but I definitely had uh, joiner thickness and th- thickness planer and joiner dead last, just because you can avoid buying rough sawn lumber, yeah. right? You can still go get stuff that's you know for the cost of an arm and a leg that's already milled up, yep. at, you know, home people yep. or whatnot, not to mention plywood. But I had, I think. I think I had table saw and then a drill, right, to mm-hmm. run your pocket screws. Mm-hmm. I, I think people I've learned <laughs> that at least that way is she bought me my first Craig pocket hole jig when we for, like seven years ago. Oh like yeah, it was Christmas. And present. Uh, that allowed for me to actually start putting furniture together. So I would say a table saw, an impact driver, and a Craig pocket hole jig. Yeah. And once you get those three, yep. I think you can build cabinets and everything and yeah. everything else yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think you're right on. I did find out, though, and this is from, from I guess, because everybody has a different style of building. Mm-hmm. Um, I did find out that um, I had a radial uh, um, 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 a drill press, and I didn't have room for it, but also I didn't find myself using it as often. Yeah. And then what's another tool I had to give off? I forgot. I think there's like one more that I was like... It's helpful, but it's like, I use it so limited and I don't yeah. have the space for it. And that's the thing was that a lot of people have that problem.
1: Yeah. And that, that's, that's a, that's a toughie. Space, that's a toughie, yeah. which, which actually this like maker space would be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, you can use it to complement your, you know, your workshop, you know, when you're like, don't have something like that, because that that's always a challenge is because, you know, we'll get, <laughs> we'll get asked that question quite a bit. It's like, okay, where do I start? Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh, and again, I do the planer and joiner last because at Woodcraft, we'll, we'll dress your. You know your rough lumber so you don't have to yeah and uh do it for you know for pretty inexpensively so you so that table saw is really
0: the really the really the 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 big Mm -hmm. the big deal you know so you guys offer that service where you'll mill the the people's lumber that's yeah that's really awesome Yeah, yeah 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 that's an awesome that's an awesome deal Um, Okay, well, Monty, thank you so much for joining us here. Where could people find you or if they want to get more information about whatever you guys are doing? So we are on Instagram,
1: uh, Woodcraft Boise. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're on Facebook, Woodcraft of Boise and um
0: yeah find us there or you know find us in Boise uh, Boise, come Idaho to yeah, come to yeah. the store yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and you'll definitely see Monty because his office is right by the front door right, right? by the yeah. front door right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm yell yell for him playing <laughs> Minecraft in the uh, office there
2: <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. improved pixelation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm gonna be trying to come up with a new upgrade <laughs>
0: Update. all right Monty we appreciate you stopping by yeah. make sure you guys go check him out thank you thanks bye
2: bye